Welcome back to the Turf and Burn podcast with your co-hosts, Caroline and Dylan. We're super excited to be back. We had a brief technical issue last week. We really tried to record, but unfortunately, technology said no. So just know that there was an episode. We did chat. There were some hot takes. Um... And we did make our NFL predictions as well as our unfortunate MLB predictions, but we're not able to share them with you, but we are back this week. And we wanted to start off with the two teams that are now in the World Series because it is a sad, sad day for me, Caroline, as an Astros fan, because unfortunately we did not close out the ALCS championship in six games. And we, in fact, lost to the Texas Rangers in seven. I love it. So much fun. Welcome to getting oh, to watch. Oh, my goodness. Dylan, games. you were the one who literally said that you thought the Astros would make it to the World Series. I did. And then I also fully believe that the Phillies would defeat the Arizona Diamondbacks. But that didn't happen either. And that's a very good thing for sports because... No, you didn't. You fully said... the You literally took the Arizona Diamondbacks in four. Well, that was a heart versus mind moment. Well, but guess what? I was... said we're going Diamondbacks. I said I would love to have a Diamondbacks-Astros World Series. And you know what? If I can't have the Astros in the World Series, at least the Phillies are out. And at least the story of the D-backs continue. And I'm fully on the train, despite... The Texas love in me. Well, Let's I'm also, go Arizona. <laughs> the fun thing is that the city of Philadelphia, which we've grown to hate on this podcast, has done really great when it comes to sports in the last couple of years. I mean, losing the World Series last year. I mean, losing the Super Bowl. And then this year, losing the National League Championship Series. And then the 76ers also made the playoffs. And they lost as well. So Okay, they did sweep the, your Brooklyn Nets. But like, yes. You know what? I think every fan out there would make the would make the argument. At least they've gotten there. That's actually very impressive for the city of Philadelphia, but really unfortunate that they were so close and lost. Well, there was there was a debate I was having with a couple of my Mets fan friends and miserable life that we've had for the last couple of months as a Mets fan. But would you rather your team makes it all the way to the championship to get a heartbreaking loss? Or have a season like the Mets where by the three-quarter mark, you know we're done, we're checked out, we can mentally prepare ourselves for no playoff baseball and no heartbreak. I don't know the right answer because... Oh, I would take heartbreaking loss in a second. Are you kidding? Really? Yeah, because that means you're actually in a window to win. I don't like... But if you're going to lose anyway... Think about all the... Okay, like, yeah, it's sad, but think about like how fun the playoff atmosphere is when you get to go to games and like the hype surrounding your team. And like, you just kind of keep going. Like you don't want your season to end in the regular season. There's like nothing to play for that. Well, I will then counter that though. with the worst feeling I've ever had as a sports fan is being in the building and watching the Kansas city Royals celebrating on our field. So as much as the highs are really high of being in the playoffs, the lows are, extremely low especially for a team like the phillies that came into this with the expectation that they're winning a world series they're built for october that stupid song which we never have to hear again because you know that's now two consecutive playoffs that they've built off of dancing on my own and they've lost in both of those playoffs might i add so 
Uh, it seems like it's a loser song, but that's yeah, the... you got to change the song. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dilemma of where do the Phillies go now? And I know we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of technical baseball talk. That's for a little side retired episode. But yeah, the Phillies apparently they're ace as a free above agent. average baseball fan. <laughs> but yeah, they're ace. I can put agent. myself in above average now. That's fair. Uh huh. We've we've yeah. put all of our baseball knowledge and forced you to understand it and. You're not yeah. forced to consume baseball on a weekly and basis. I was, yep, exactly. So I think I can say I'm above average. Thank you. But yeah, it's they're... really, really quite sad. Well, now we need to make our World Series prediction. This one's tough. This one is tough. So I don't really have, obviously. You don't like Max Scherzer. I don't. But You I... said last week, which there's no record of this, but Dylan is a Max Scherzer hater. And what happened in game seven? Max Scherzer didn't even make it out of the third inning and got destroyed by the Astros. But luckily, the Astros pitcher did even worse than Max Scherzer did. How is that possible? (laughs) He got one out, maybe two outs, and that was it. And Dusty Baker might be retiring, you guys. Uh, Technically, that is now that it's 10 o'clock, that is official that... Oh, it is official. It is official. His press conference starts literally right now as we're recording. Uh, He's announcing his retirement and a little bit of a changing of the guard in Houston. You know what? We can bring some new blood in. Maybe. As much (laughs) as I'm a Dusty Baker fan. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, you you said you want to give your prediction, so let's hear it. Okay, I'm going to go Diamondbacks and... Hmm, I was gonna go six, but I'm gonna go seven because I feel like they take a well, but they also might take the momentum like in from Philly and keep that rolling. But I would say the Rangers kind of had that as well, but Diamondbacks more recently. And I feel like Diamondbacks beating the Rangers or sorry, Diamondbacks beating the Phillies was a bigger deal than the Rangers beating the Astros, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the amount of momentum and the celebrations and the joy felt is probably greater on the Diamondback side because they keep on going. Um, so I'm just struggling to decide whether they come out the gate hot or if we see them with the Philly series where they go down 0-2, they come back to tie the series, they lose, they're on the edge of elimination, and then they win in seven games. And it is the same thing. The Rangers have the home field advantage in this series. So game one and two will be in Texas, three, four, five in Arizona, and then six and seven back in Arlington. So I'm going to say for, you know, the fun of the World Series to keep interesting, Diamondbacks and seven. That's what my heart says. (laughs) My problem is if the Phillies or the Astros made it, it would have been an easy pick for whichever one of those teams. I would have said Phillies and six or Astros and six, but... But they just beat the Phillies. What do you mean? I know. I just don't have a very strong, like, this Diamondbacks team is scrappy. They're not good, if that makes any sense. Okay, but scrappy makes it into the playoffs. That's why I'm saying, like, they know how to tough it out. They do. They know how to hustle, and they know how to tough it out. They're scrappy. And you know what? They've made it this far, so no one can discount them anymore. Hmm. Like, you beat the Phillies. You can't be discounted. Everyone's like, oh, like... They're, they just got lucky. Like, no, you can't make it to the World Series just getting lucky every time. Does that make uh-huh. sense? It does. <laughs> but Like, they beat the Brewers, sense. they beat the Dodgers, and now yes. they beat the Phillies. It's never an easy path getting to the World Series. With that being said, and as the tortures and suffering of a Mets fan, I 
already can see in my head the photos of Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer celebrating a World Series wow. ring, something that Jake could not get with the New York Mets. And um, Jake, I know, is probably dying that he's not getting to pitch in this World Series because the one thing that Jake couldn't do with the New York Mets that he doesn't have on his ledger is a good World Series start because that's arguably his worst start of his career was the 2015 World Series game that he started in. So he definitely would want to be out there. Imagine if this Texas Rangers team did have the best pitcher on the planet and they've made the World Series without him. So for that reason, what a I feeling think, that is that you're kind of not even a part of the yeah. team. Like he's there and he's watching. He wasn't there most of the year. He was rehabbing in Florida, but he's come he back up that. to Texas for up um, from Florida to Texas. Is that coming come up? to or? the no, it's just you actually are not really going up. Okay. Well, he he went west. I got that one right. Um, to Texas, and he's now watching the playoffs. And maybe slightly up, a teeny tiny bit. Up. <laughs> but uh, I think Nathan Avaldi, I think Jordan Montgomery carry the Rangers. The interesting decision will be, and this is not just me being personally biased. Can the Rangers even trust Max Scherzer to make another start in the World Series, let alone potentially no. two? Because he stunk in the division series, or not division series. He stunk in his first start in the championship series in Game Three, and then he came back and did even worse in Game Seven. So, I don't know if yeah. you can even trust him. Yeah, I think you got to go with the pl- the pitchers that are hot. You know, like the guys who got you out of the out of Game Seven, mm-hmm. and I think that would be. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know if there's a certain level of respect you have to give a veteran player, but he's clearly shown that he's not up to his game right now. So I don't see a point in him starting. Like, why would you do that if you want to win games? With that in mind, Rangers in seven, because that's going to happen. Here's the thing. As someone from Texas who loves an underdog, I actually can't lose in this World Series because I've already lost. Mm -hmm. So you know what? It's a win-win. I'm happy if the Rangers win, and I'm happy if the Diamondbacks win. Because either it's a team from Texas or it's the underdog team that no one expected to make it. So <laughs> wins all around. I have I, no more skin in the game. I think, unfortunately, this is one of the World Series that 10 years from now you forget it happens. And that's a, that's a sad phrase no, to say. Can you imagine if the Diamondbacks won? Like you I th- forget. But that, I think like- it's going to be the type of thing, though, that like the Diamondbacks aren't a great team that I don't think are going to make it back for a long time. So it's going to be that type of like, Oh, remember 10 years ago when the Diamondbacks all of a sudden had one hot year. And no, one? but that's like, exactly what makes it memorable because you're like, what? Like this scrappy team. I just feel like if it were a different underdog team that had more momentum, for example, if it were, I don't know, the Kansas city Royals, I feel like there would be more traction than if it were the Arizona Diamondbacks and no Mm. hate or like the Oakland athletics. (laughs) That would be one for the books. But Uh I'm saying like, for some reason, I feel like I haven't seen, like, I think Arizona, the city of Arizona has come out and showed out and there's, I, I, not that there's a problem with sports in Arizona, but like, for example, in the NHL, there's always talk about the Arizona Coyotes mm-hmm. relocating. I just feel like they're not that they're not a big sports city. I mean, they have the Cardinals, but I just haven't seen that mo- much momentum around the fans. Mm-hmm. No, and I think MLB internally is definitely kicking themselves that not to diss Arlington or Phoenix, but the World yeah. Series do better ratings wise when there's either a New York a Philly, a Chicago, an LA, or a Boston in the playoffs. Hey, a Texas. 
Well, I, I don't know about that though. I feel like when, especially because the problem is like then the d- times of the games they're not at prime time. Like you guys are an hour behind. That's also a problem with LA though. Is that then when they put the games on at seven o'clock, it's actually four p.m. in the afternoon there. But that's why they love when the Mets can make it to the World Series and get crossed. But thank you for reminding us of. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if the Kansas City Royals met on the World Series run? They did ten years ago. And you yeah, remember that you're they welcome. beat in the World Series last year? Yeah, the Mets. They did. Uh-huh. But that's another one. Other, other than myself and all the other miserable Mets fans, not a lot of people remember that the Royals went on a nice little World Series run a decade ago. And I feel like that's what these Diamondbacks might be. Now you're trying to make me flip if the Diamondbacks don't actually win this World Series and it just becomes irrelevant 10 years from now. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking about, like, hockey, for example, when the St. Louis Blues won in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a giant thing because they were dead last. Yeah. Dead last prior to the Christmas, New Year's break. Last. Mm-hmm. Like, 32 out of 32. And then somehow they get it together. They rally they're a scrappy team. They don't really have like they have some really like good players, but not super skilled. They're more defensively strong and they just play tight defense and they play old school and they make it in. Then they win and they beat Boston in the Stanley Cup. And I people are gonna remember that. And I guess I don't know, like I think in the MLB there's a, a bigger market or mm-hmm. like bigger momentum surrounding larger market teams. But I think we need to give the Arizona Diamondbacks more credit. Because, come on, they beat big market teams. Like, they the have. Dodgers Phillies are no joke. And I wish people would just, you know, give them more credit. Based on the Blues example, I think you flipped me to the Diamondbacks. Because a year ago, the Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> finished 37. I'll repeat that number. They finished 37 games out of first place in the 2022 season. And they were under 500 by 14 games. They were not good this year put things together, lightning in a bottle, a couple of key like veteran additions in Evan Longoria and to their pitching staff. They got Paul Seawald, who has been electric in the ninth inning. So screw it. Diamondbacks in six. It's going to happen. Oh, Diamondbacks in six. I like that. What a yeah. good take. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Dylan flips. Wow. I did flip, which is usually not my thing. But... I know. Normally I'm the one flip-flopping. Well, speaking of so. flip-flopping on predictions, I think it's time to get to our NFL Predictions, of course, the audio casually was not released on the week that I had the greatest week of all time going 13 (laughs) and two, two weeks ago. But we are now indeed coming off of a week where both Caroline and I went six and seven. As for our records, as they stand right now, I have a nine game lead on Caroline still at 62 and 41. Caroline is at 53 and 50. So we are still oh, both hanging. I'm above 500. Let's go. You are above 500 by three games, but a bad week this week, and you never know what happens. But yes, there's a nine-game lead right now on the race to see who's going to have to wear the Justin Verlander hey, jersey. I just said St. Louis Blues were dead last coming out of the break. That doesn't mean I can't turn around. Well, we still need to figure out the thing with the St. Louis Blues is they had a end date in sight that they knew they had to catch up by, and. We yeah. still have not decided. I thought Halloween was well, an arbitrary deadline, and I thought no. Thanksgiving was an arbitrary deadline, and then there's a chance it just goes to the end of the season. Then Caroline's going away in the second half of the year, so oh, yeah. we can't even do that. So are we going to put a date on when this Justin Verlander bet ends or with my No, because it's, I'm, I'm going to be too cold to wear this. Dylan, we've talked about this. 
I said, whoa, not me. I said I would be in on the bet if I got to wear like um, a jacket over it because it's cold. Well, like, I how am I going to wear a puffer or coat? Jerseys when, go I'm over wear jackets. The jersey in like 30 degree weather when it's frigid and Dylan's not going to let me wear a coat. Jerseys so, can go over jackets. I'm not saying you I can't think wear that's inhumane. I, I think you could walk around campus with a puffer coat on with the Justin Verlander jersey over it. It's what all the fans do when they go to football games in December and January. So I think you're being one of the people by wearing the jacket underneath the jersey and rocking a Justin Verlander number 34 with a big M-E-T-S on it. But we'll see what happens. Chill. Well, <laughs> or, let's move on to our NFL prediction. Or just get predictions right, because I'm still fully willing to wear a Justin Verlander short sleeve jersey in the middle of December, but you've nine games to catch up on. So Yeah, I can do it. I believe in myself. Well, let's get to it then, because we have our Thursday night football tonight between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. Would you like to give your prediction first? Sure. Guys, I'm torn. Normally I would You're be going Bills. Yeah, normally I would be going Bills right away. But the Bills have been mediocre. Mm-hmm. Do you not agree? I do. They literally lost to the Patriots. They true. lost to the Patriots after I went on a whole rant about that how no one heard. Mac Jones is actually way better than people make him out to be. And Bill Belichick is the issue. And guess what? Mac Jones brought the Patriots to a win against the Buffalo Bills 29 to 25 last week. Bill Belichick also signed an extension apparently this offseason in sneaky that nobody realized. Unfortunately, that prediction is not coming true. Say that one more time. Bill Belichick signed an extension this offseason that nobody reported on until this week. Guys, <laughs> I'm telling you, Bill Belichick is the problem. And you can quote that because I don't, I think he does deserve a ton of respect. I think he's so like a great coach. I don't think he's working in the current Patriots lineup. Like clearly, Mac Jones and him do not mesh well. We've seen him butt heads with Tom Brady. We've seen him butt heads with a ton of players on those past Super Bowl championship winning teams. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying coaches don't butt heads with players, but players, star, star, elite, elite, best players of all time in the NFL, don't just leave. Well, you know? Aaron Rodgers did. Well, I'm talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady did too. And so no, that's what I'm saying. Far. They shouldn't just leave. And if they do, that's because the coaching staff isn't being accommodated or isn't like isn't playing them to their greatest strengths or hearing their it. voices. And I again, like I said, I think if Mac Jones were to be traded or had been developed in a different system, I think he would be a lot better. Like we saw his potential. We've seen him play really well. With that being said, sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> Tampa Bay or Buffalo Bills? Um, I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to agree on this one. I think they're too good of a team to lose back-to-back -back weeks, but we'll see what happens on that front going forward. It's also in Buffalo, which is a big advantage for them, especially as it starts to get colder and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not used to practicing in cold weather. But yeah. the marquee matchup of the week, the coolest of cool games, is first on Sunday. The New York Jets. 
at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Best game of the week, right there. Zach Wilson destroying <laughs> the New York Giants and officially ending the Giants season. Because if the Giants lose again, they'll be one and seven. Their season will be officially over. There's no coming back from that. And Zach Wilson with another win would kind of propel the Jets into playoff position. Is all I'm saying. So easy choice on my behalf. Jets over the Giants. I'm taking Giants all the way. Let's go. Wow. You're just a Zach Wilson hater. No. So let's talk about this. Giants' Deontay Banks has waited four years to avenge the coverage against Jets' Garrett Wilson. Okay. So after missing chances to face him in 2020 and 2021, he gets a second shot. And I think this is his time to shine. I think Zach Wilson's time to shine, especially since it's time to prove himself. Well, the thing is the Jets are coming off a bye week. So they all got their like week to refresh. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the facility, which by the way, since we missed an episode, Aaron Rodgers is throwing a football again and running around and looks kind of normal, which is insane to think that he's six weeks off of an Achilles tear and he's already looking completely normal. But Zach Wilson went back home to Utah. He had time with his family. He had time with his girlfriend. He's going to be really good. He's got a clear mind, and he's going to propel the Jets into a playoff spot. Easily said and easily done for Zach Wilson and the Jets. You're you're not pleased with me right now at all. Yeah. I think Saquon Barkley is going to lead them to a victory. <laughs> Next up, we got the Jaguars at the Steelers, which was one of the two games that Caroline got correct over me last week in the Steelers, and the Jaguars were one of the two games that I got correct over Caroline. Hard pick. Guys, uh, how do I pick between Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett? I haven't been kind to the Jaguars recently, and I've really tooted the Pittsburgh Steelers horn. I've really pumped their tires, so I'm actually going to go Jaguars. I'm going to agree on this one because I don't think the Steelers are that good. And even if the Jaguars (laughs) lose, we're going down together on this one. Eagles at Commanders. Eagles are probably the heavy favorites, even though this game is in D.C. this weekend. Guys, a part of me really wants to pick the Commanders. Really? Like a significant part of me. Really? You're just (laughs) trying to kill Philly fans. After the Phillies were eliminated, you know what? You're going to have the Eagles. Hey, they beat the the Dolphins. Your, Your tragedy prediction last week, which the fans didn't get to hear, was that Philly was going to lose in both the NFL and the MLB. Yes. But they won against the Dolphins. But they lost against the Diamondbacks, which is more important. True. (laughs) Let's go, Commanders. Really? I don't know, guys. This is I really want to pick the Commanders, but let's just say if I were pretend, like theoretically betting on it, I wouldn't choose to bet on this game because I think the spread would be too much. Like Eagles are definitely heavy favorites. Yes, by a lot. Guys. Stick, with it. Stick with your gut. You need to Commanders. catch up on me by nine games. So Commanders. this is one of your games that you're going to... There's nothing to lose, Commanders. Exactly. I'll go with the Eagles because I don't think the Commanders are very good. Yeah, I don't think they're very good either. But something in me tells me that, you know what? Commanders might give Eagles a run for their money. This Commanders is... this is before. Let's talk about that. 
This is your plus 100 pick. Just like how when I correctly predicted the Jets to defeat the Eagles and got a plus 1,000 bonus, this is your plus 100. Well, I already picked the Browns to pick the Niners or to beat the Niners. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That was also in the episode that got a little sliced and chopped and never released. But that was a fun episode last week that nobody else except for us will ever hear. Sadness. Rams at the Cowboys. This game is in Dallas, and the Cowboys are heavy favorites again. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. It's boring, but I have to agree on that one because I don't think the Rams can come into uh, Dallas and take this game away from them. Can they please get healthy? (laughs) Cooper Cup is back. Also, I would just like to say your dad's strength didn't work. Oh, I was talking about the Cowboys. Oh, (laughs) That works too. Let's talk about it. But Rams too, they've been injury prone as well. That is also true. A classic rivalry, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Green Bay Packers. Kirk Cousins trying to save his season or his trade value against Jordan Love, who the pressure is getting kind of high. The Packers are kind of sucking. And everyone's saying we shouldn't have traded Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but their team in general is mediocre. True. So who are you going with? I'm going to go with... Okay, yeah, sorry. Who on their team do they even have that's good? (laughs) Like A.J. Dillon? Uh Uh-huh. That's about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They don't have anyone. But the to, Vikings don't have anyone either with Justin. But Jefferson they have, injury. they have. If you're about to say they have a good quarterback, that's dissing Jordan Love, and I will not stand for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, you were the one who didn't give Jordan Love their credit last time. You were like, "This is not real." I said he was making the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. That's enough yeah. credit for him. <laughs> I'll go Packers. Why not? I'm gonna go Vikings. Ooh, a little disagreement. Although, I really would like to see the Vikings win, but I'll go Packers. Boring game. Let's speed right through this one. This is the thing. They have the Vikings, after they clearly heard our podcast episodes that have not, that was justice for Kirk Cousins. Their players Uh have gotten it together. That is true. And they are, they're not in playoff contention yet, but they're playing better football on a week-to-week basis at this point in the season. Exactly. I'm like, Okay, TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I've never even heard of these guys before. <laughs> he's a good player. He used to be yeah, a Ram. Or a not kid. a Ram, a Lion. Solid player. But... Daniel Hunter, he's done better. I called on their defense to figure it out and protect their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think you're just pulling names out of thin air out of the roster right now, and you're looking no, at a snap uh, sheet. I'm looking at, no, I'm actually <laughs> looking at their sacks. Uh-huh. Is that? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Let's go with a boring game just to get it out of the way. The Atlanta Falcons against the Tennessee Titans. Guys. Yes. I'm a Desmond Ritter fan. You guys yeah. missed this last week. I, I support Desmond Ritter all the way. Let's go Falcons. I think since Ryan Tannehill is out for this game and they're going to do something weird with their quarterbacks that they haven't really announced yet. I will agree in the Falcons with at least some certainty of who their close or who their quarterback is are going to win this game. Let's put some respect on the Falcons. Granted, they 
beat some easy teams, but you know what? You can only beat the teams that you're scheduled to play against, and they are four and three right now. That is true. But speaking of beating the teams that you're playing, the Dolphins have an easy matchup this weekend against the New England Patriots, who even in their glory days... I don't know never... if this is easy. It is, because even in the Tom Brady era, the only team those Patriots couldn't beat is when they go down to Miami every single year. And there's games such as the Miami Miracle that everyone remembers and Ryan Fitzpatrick killing the Patriots. And yes. even Tua's been killing the Patriots. So in the Battle of the Alabama cornerback between Mac Jones and Tua Tungavailoa, it's an easy Dolphins choice. I'm also and that's not even my bias. Dolphins, but I would just like for everyone to say, watch out for Mac Jones. <laughs> Next I would boring... just like everyone to keep an eye out. <laughs> we have another boring game between the Saints and the Colts. Do you have a preference one way or the other? I'm going Saints. I agree because Derek Carr is healthy and Anthony Richardson is not. And that's literally oh, all the did analysis. Did I just hear something positive for... For Derek Carr, that he's yeah. healthy? That's a, that's a positive statement there. That's not a statement of fact. Uh I don't know, but yes, I'll, I'll I'll go with you this one on the Saints. Another one we're probably going to agree on, the C.J. Stroud-led Texans against whoever's starting for the Panthers. Yeah, let's go Texans! Agree again. We're getting boring. Guys, well, when are the Panthers going to win? <laughs> they, they can't continue on. They're going to have to win a game. They will win eventually. I just don't know who it's going to be against because there's no chance they go. It's going to be sad if it's the Texans, but I'm taking the Texans. I have full faith, so let's go. I agree. We have the Deshaunless Browns versus the Seattle Seahawks. Deshaun is taking a mental health rest week to get better, and then the Seattle Seahawks are starting Geno Smith still. So, which means you can still root for the Browns if you'd like to. Let's go PJ Walker, who is going to start for the Browns. He's done me so well for the past couple of games. Let's go Browns. He beat the Niners. He beat the, they beat the Colts. Mm -hmm. I can fully support the Browns right now. I think what we're hearing is they just need to boot Deshaun Watson. (laughs) And his $240 million guaranteed dollars. Yeah. A mistake. A giant mistake. But yes. you know what's even more of a mistake? If you this is the whole term of sunk cost. That oh. is a sunk cost. <laughs> and if you continue playing Deshaun Watson, who I don't think is like taking all of his personal stuff aside, I don't think he's that good. Like I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he's that good. I agree. I think it was like even sick- not even considering his contract. Like I would say, would you say he's top half of the league? Yes. But not okay. like not top five. Like oh no no no, paid, no. Like, I would say you know, top fifteen. Yes, he's getting paid like he's supposed to be up there with Burrow and Mahomes and. But I would say he's top fifteen. He's I don't even know if I would put him in top ten. I think probably in that like seven to eleven range, maybe. But yeah, it's yeah. not. But it's not as clear as it used to be. Everything aside, I just don't think he's a very good quarterback, and. Clearly, the Browns are winning without him. True. Next one, we got the heavyweight matchup of the week, the Cincinnati Bengals against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go Bengals. Hmm. I don't – I think I'm going to go 49ers on this one just because they've kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch Also because Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. 
He is, which means it's Sam Darnold time, which is always a fun time for New Yorkers to get to oh, see Sam man. Darnold. And Guys, I goes. feel bad for Sam Darnold. He was treated so poorly, and he never got any time to develop. He got two years to try to develop, and then it... Two it years? Yes. And that is not, let's let's talk Justin Fields. You know who's, who's also only had two years, and you're ready to kick him to the curve side? Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson? Yes. Because the Jets apparently every two years need to draft the top quarterback and he ends up sucking and then they called him the, the veteran Aaron Rodgers and, and that didn't work out either. But Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals. I will go 49ers. The biggest spread of the week is the Taylor Swift-led Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos. This one, do we do we even need to... Waste more than 15 seconds on this one? Well, here's the thing. Broncos oh, no. Oh, no. got beat by the Chiefs. 19-8 earlier, yes. October 12th. They're playing them again. I think the Broncos will be out for blood. I think they recently turned it around. They have won two games. You're not about to do this, are you? No, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, but I think it I think it will not be as big of a blowout. Okay. I think the key to this prediction is that when you mentioned the 19 to 8th score, that was in the uh PTS era, the pre-Taylor Swift era of the Kansas City Chiefs season. And the statistic is that um Travis Kelsey averaged 46 yards. I've seen this. I've seen this stat. Swift is not present and over 100 when she yeah. is. So yeah. basically cancel the Aeros tour. Cancel the Aeros tour and make her go to Denver this weekend because the Chiefs need a victory. Yeah, I don't know if she's coming. We'll figure that out. That's for my sister to figure out. She knows that way more than I do. But next game, another boring one. Ravens at Cardinals. I'm going with the Ravens. Honestly... We, I think, I think the Baltimore Ravens might actually make a big playoff push this year. Like they might make it pretty far. I think they're at least better than the than the Cardinals. I'm not as bullish as you are about <laughs> that. They're, they're making... that is a low bar. That is, but then I we just to... dunked on the entire state of Arizona in the MLB prediction, even though I took the Diamondbacks and I was like, Arizona doesn't show up for their games. That is true. But let's get to this Sunday night football game, which another not great Sunday night football game. We've got the Bears at the Chargers. Hey, yeah. give some respect to the Chargers. Justin Herbert all the way. Well, that does if there's one good team, that doesn't make it a good matchup. Like, I don't think I'm wasting. I'm also not wasting time on this, but mm-hmm. all I'm saying is somehow the Bears beat the Raiders last week. Well, that's why I was going to say I'm picking the Bears to win this game, too. Oh, my God. Just because Dylan wants to pick something against me. I do, because I want this but like, to be... But, like, you know what? It was fine, because last week, they... Okay, guys. Last week, it was Tyson Baggett versus Brian Hoyer. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me about any of those players. About Brian Hoyer used to be a Patriot. I got that. I got one fact What about Tyson Baggett. I've never heard of him before. Unfortunately. But he played college football for the Shepherd Rams. Do you know what that is? 
<laughs> Hashtag it Shepherd University. University in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Let's go road trip. It's Honestly, like he's kind trip. of an underdog, and I kind of want to take him. Uh, you can't. You picked the Chargers already, and you made no. Fun of, Whoa! You made fun of my Bears picks. So he's honestly, guys, guys. His story is kind of incredible. But I think Justin Fields is coming back. He won. He was playing D two, D two, and he won the D two Heisman called the Harlan Hill Trophy. And I think you, what we're learning is that is you picked against this poor guy. Is <laughs> Justin Fields is God, <laughs> and this is their future. Yep, he's kind of got a fun confidence. So, oh, so are you guys, switching? I support him, but you didn't initially. Yeah, because I didn't know it was. I didn't know. It was <laughs> so, so are you flip flopping? He's also been viral. Actually, I did see him. Like, I, I have seen coverage on him, but I just didn't tune in or pay any attention to last week's Bears game. So, so, so are you joining me with the Bears? Or are you sticking with the prodigy and Justin Herbert? I'm actually going to go with the Bears. Welcome to the team. Although I, I thought I was being very unique with that. Maybe I'll not flip to the Chargers because I wanted some different. <laughs> That's the only reason I picked them at first because we have a lot of similarities. But fine, we'll keep it. And then we'll end with Monday Night Football, the Raiders, and the Lions. Boring again. Whoa. The Lions win because I'm confident in Dan Campbell and his kneecap biting abilities. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Lions. Sorry, guys. I'm being kind of boring, except they got killed, killed by the Ravens. They did. With that being said, the Raiders are still Jimmy G lips. They are. Lions. Actually, you know what? Considering I just, you know, hated on Tyson Baggin yeah. and Brian Hoyer, maybe Brian Hoyer pulls it up. I have no idea. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, I just saw a picture of him. No. <laughs> wow, harsh. Hashtag, if you're hearing this, Brian Hoyer, know that Caroline literally was picked against the Raiders because she, quote, I just saw a picture of him. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Why is he so bald? That can't Ouch. be under your helmet. No, he's entirely bald. You're just digging your hole deep. You just said, how can you be bald and wear a football helmet? That's so mean. What? <laughs> what Guys, this is what this, this. These are how these are how the picks get made. Lions. And because like, of that, watch him go and win. Yes. And and we'll support. <laughs> I, would, I was about to say, let's do a bet on baldness or not. And just shave your entire head due to Brian Hoyer. He's so bald. <laughs> Oh, but we do have five minutes left before it's time to run over to classes. So Caroline wants to give you an update on the biggest season of the year that has started since last time we recorded. And that is that NHL is in full swing. We probably don't have enough time. To and, the and the NBA. And the NBA. How can too. you not? How can you forget? That is true. But so we probably do not have time to do full predictions. But would you like to introduce no. our audience to our coverage of the NHL and the NBA for the year? Yeah. Okay. So you guys know, per usual, we will not be covering the NBA period. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But our NBA coverage will be very, very minimal yes. as usual, unless there's like a gigantic trade and we'll probably spend less than five minutes on it. But 
our NHL predictions. We kind of gave, if we want to do a very quick five-minute run-through of our underdogs and the teams that will disappoint. Mm-hmm. I... So teams that surprise and teams that disappoint will each do – We'll do one from a conference. So, for example, like I will pick one from the Atlantic and Dylan will pick one from the Metro. Okay. I like okay, that. Okay. So, team that will disappoint. Guys, I'm picking either the light, I'm picking the Lightning and the Panthers are going to disappoint. And currently, um, the Panthers are three and three. So they're at 50% exactly. And even though the Sabres are currently three and four and they're bottom of the division, I'm picking them to surprise. I like it for the Metro. Can we all talk about the Red Wings. How are they five and one? Because it's it's the beginning of the year. Don't have faith. Things will things will even out to the way they're supposed to. Because... Exactly. I see the Sabers picking it up after Christmas break and making a run for the playoffs. I think they're going to be in the ninety points, like eighty six. I would say high eighties. Yeah. All right. I will go with for the Eastern. I will say that the... You mean the Metro? Well, I'm going for the, the Eastern as a whole because I don't have a team oh. in the Metro that I think is going to You literally said well. the Islanders. Well, then I saw them play hockey for the last week. <laughs> then, and Whoa, you can't gone. go back on your pick. If this was released, it would have already been said. Dylan, you have to... Dylan said... I'm not letting him off the hook for this. Dylan said the Islanders are going to win the Metro division. All right, and I'll stand by it, even though... These first five games have not looked pretty at all. It's been a rough ending to Brocktober, and we're now 500, but currently in You also place. said the Devils would disappoint. I do still agree with that one. I think the Devils have look okay. They are in third place right now, and we didn't qualify what unsuccessful means, whether that's out of the playoffs, whether that's under 500. But I think the Devils definitely take a step back from where they were last year, and than my other Eastern fictions, I think Boston surpasses their point total from last year. I think that's not out of the realm of possibilities after starting off the year 6-0 and and looking dominant already with a 12-goal differential. I think don't count out Boston having an even better year than they did last year. Great. Okay, moving on to the Western Conference. Let's start with the Central. So I said one team that look out for the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Look out for the Coyotes. And are you going to go a disappointing one as well? Yeah. Um, a Jets. Wow. They made just, the playoffs last year. And you fans just are so disinterested. You just hate teams that are called the Jets. <laughs> I've, I've noticed a pattern here. I will go in the Pacific. I think the Ducks do well. I know this was my big thing this is last a week. Bold prediction. And we were not sure whether it's over 500 or playoffs again, but the Ducks are going to do solid. They already have two wins on the season shout out the ducks we're not going to mention that they already have four losses on the season but they have two wins they're not in last place so confidence level in the ducks is soaring through the roof and i also think vegas who just i'm so deserving all of the praise that they're getting because they've been the hottest team in hockey since that's not a surprising team though they're when I made the prediction at the beginning of the playoffs last year that the Vegas Golden Knights would win it all, you all scoffed at me and said, this team is not very good. This team will get eliminated early. And Caroline, would you like to remind our audience what happened to the Vegas Golden Knights during the summer? Yeah, they won, but I don't see them repeating. So you well, can quote that right now. 
when was the last time the Vegas Golden Knights lost the game? I believe it's almost six months ago at this point. They're, they're doing <laughs> yeah, kind of good. I'm going to say, though, that Canucks are going to do better and the Flames are also going to do better and then the Kraken are going to do worse. Right. Also, can the Oilers get it together? What is going on? And now Connor McDavid is out one or two weeks with an upper body injury. injury they need to get though. it together. They're one in five. <laughs> it's okay. It's early. What we're noticing in the season is it's very early and things will shake out the way they're supposed to, especially hockey and baseball. There's a long season and we're not going to get over dramatic after just one week of play or two weeks of play, but know that um, we will, of course, have our continued scorching hot turf and burn takes coming up in the future. But again, a little bit of a shorter episode, but because we have to run the classes, but we'll be back with a regular scheduled Hilltop Hustle episode releasing on Monday as well as another Turf and Burn episode next Friday. So, Caroline, unless there's anything else you want to throw in there. No, thank you guys for listening. Let's go. Um, guys, I'm sorry. to. I'm sorry, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say let's go Diamondbacks because that's our main message. Is we led with baseball on the show. The I know, shocking. History. Well, after you hated on me for for just completely dunking on 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 mr brian here that is true i feel a little bad but you oh, know what actually um let's go tyson back and and let's go arizona diamondbacks let's go arizona diamondbacks and of course we'll be back next week so for dylan and caroline until the next time the turf is burned